I'm just holding an editor in you. <laughs> I was going to say, the anticipation <laughs> is killing me. I'm just waiting for it. Ow, oh, jam. There we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Monday Night Magic here on twitch.tv slash themanapool. I am Chewy, tormenting my co-hosts as they torment me. Uh, to my right, who's not actually asleep, he just is pretending, is Squee. Hello. He... Yes. <laughs> and then over there no, on, on the other side of the screen, <laughs> giggling uncontrollably with the dead kitten, is Clues. Uh, hi. It's, uh, it's good to see you all. And we can see you. Clues Unless you're only listening, in which case we can only hear you. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is Monday Night Magic number 652. At some point, I might lose all energy because I don't feel great. But we have to do Monday Night Magic because it's the first week of New Standard. And also because we've got a follow-up to last week's episode. And also there's a train wreck to make fun of. True. So, All of these things happened. Yeah. In not that order. Actually, in reverse oh, order. Oh, that train wreck. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, I'd kind of forgotten about that train wreck. It was oh, okay. in the past, and so, yeah. So now, yeah, you can't see it anymore because it already That's happened. Right. That's right. D- don't look behind you. That's not the way you're going. So now we've got... Uh, We've got to follow up with something from last week. Last week, we told you about uh, Yuya Watanabe getting disqualified from Mythic Championship 2 in London because of uh, marked sleeves. And as of that recording, we hadn't seen anything yet. Well, now we have, and it's not good. It's not. Yeah, and... Let's see. Can we open this in a new tab? It doesn't get it any bigger, but I can zoom in. Plus, plus, plus. All right. So here are Summers' power plants. I don't think there's anything on the front of these, right? Not that you can see from this side. It's not visible from this angle. That was a waste of time. But hey, you can tell that there's four orders of power plants right here. That's true. So here is the back of, I think, there is this power plant. Yes, you can see all four of them are very clearly marked right here in exactly the same spot. Yeah, they're all kind of dog ear crinkled, so you have essentially two little white spots where it was pinched in the bottom left corner of the back. Yeah. Note that I said bottom left. And now the Urza's Towers and uh, those are all marked with a little pinch also on the corner, but on the colored part, not on the black part. Yeah, yeah it's it's like a, a nail mark. And on that one, only three of them uh, are, are marked this way, right? Because this is the thing where it, there was this really confusing wording last time that like three of the four were marked one way and oh, one was right. marked yeah. the other way. And so, yeah, so just keep in mind that if you look at the, if you scroll back up just a little bit, Chewy, so you can see the front of these cards. Oh. Uh, no, that's, no, not, not, 
Yeah, there, there. You're on the delay. Yeah, I'm I'm already here. Yeah, all right. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, If you look at the one that's in the foreground there, the one that's kind of in the lower left. Oh, yeah, you can see that. It's it's upper right corner has a dog ear. Yeah. And you'll see that come back to haunt you in a moment. Okay. So then we have the mines where you can see on these three, they are marked as this tower. Or, yeah, this tower is. Right, right there. And then on the back, yeah. you can see it clearly here, here, and here. Which is in the upper left, not the lower left. Yeah. Yeah, when looking from the back, yeah, it's the upper left. So, uh... Yeah. Th- these images were released. This is on the Team Games website. Uh, and I think this is in, like, the tournament report. So it looks. I don't speak Japanese, but that's essentially what it looks like. Yeah, and because yeah. it has elements on there unrelated to that too. These are these are not good for his. I didn't know defense. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that there are those out there still still thinking to themselves. Oh, they only showed us, and you actually saw this they only showed us these 12 cards what about the rest of the deck what did it look like and my understanding is yeah those weren't marked at all yeah if you actually if you scroll down then here they are yeah and you can see marks on these corners and on these corners and on these corners on the urzatron and then down here on not urzatron they're conspicuously absent and you can scroll down further and see the rest of the deck. Where if you look very closely, you'll see there's nothing to see on any of the not Urzatron cards. At least nothing as systematic as these. Yeah. So this is amazing for transparency purposes. And for like uh boosting what's the word I'm looking for? Trust in the uh, judge community but these are not great for the whole but I didn't know defense yeah it's I think you would have an incredibly hard time convincing someone that of the 12 sleeves in your deck of 60 that have damage they directly correspond to these 12 cards and almost perfectly uniquely to each one like these are clearly marked like that's just there's not a way that this would happen outside of extreme probability so here we are yeah it's bad it is bad now i don't know if there have been any other mentions from wizards or from anyone else i don't think there's been any official word from any other parties to this cuz i saw yesterday Randomly, I saw a bunch of Magic Pros tweeting about it again. I think it was yesterday. It might have been the day before. But I couldn't find a source. Like, because usually they'll start up about it again if, like, there was a... Like, a statement from Watsy or something. And there there wasn't that I could find. So I was like, I don't... I don't know what kicked this all off, but here they go. Yeah. But, yeah. So... Uh, a big shout out to Team Side Games though for taking these pictures and posting them, because this is 
pretty incriminating. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tenth Tech Priest said, it's possible on accident. You know, the same way winning the lottery two weeks in a row is also technically possible. And Clues added, while being struck by lightning repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> the odds are not great for this ever happening naturally. And not happening to any other cards in the deck. Yeah. And anyone who's trying desperately to convince you that this is an accident or anything else, man, I don't know. They have decided on the outcome and are ignoring everything else. And that's not usually a good way to find out what's going on. So you're saying they're flat earthers. I was saying it's U.S. politics, but yeah. I mean, same thing. Yeah. Okay. They're flat sleevers. All right. So that was last week. Yeah, this was the follow-up to last week because these pictures released, these first batch released, like I said, I think the day after we recorded. I think these came out on Tuesday and then these look like they were posted on the first showing the rest of the deck. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, it's not looking good for the home team if the home team is uh, Yuya Watanabe. I'm just saying. Right. But hey, he's the home that's team all we have for now. Like, in the absence of... Like, I really, at this point, all we could expect to happen would be either some kind of punishment goes down and they make an announcement about it, or we won't ever hear again, right? They don't generally say anything else. It's either someone gets added to the list of, you know, suspended, or... Well, considering don't. he's in the MPL, they're going to have to say something. That's true. Like, I mean, if... Well, I mean, it could also be a thing where, like, he would fall off of that and they'd just make an announcement saying someone new was added to it. But... Well, yeah, this there will be like, something. This isn't like Owen, though. I think this one, they would have to say something. Because like you said, they can say, yeah, we're kicking this person out because they cheated in our game that we moderate, but... And not open themselves up to litigation. Yeah. But... Yeah, but as of this recording, which it's uh, Monday, May... Uh, no, yeah, May 6th. Uh, he's still in the Magic Pro League. Yep. And that's that's literally all we have right now. Yeah. So, let's move on then, shall we? We shall. We sure. <laughs> we have a train wreck to make fun of. <laughs> we do. All right. So <laughs> the. Uh, War of the Spark Mick... Let me try that again. The War of the Stark... God. (laughs) (laughs) The War of the Stark. One more time. Third time's a joke. Battle of Winterfell 2. Battle harder. One more time. Let me just not... Because I saw Stark's name. Okay. The War of the Spark Mythic Edition. Hey! (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, what about it? It went yeah, on sale suddenly on May 1st. Because I think the Japanese Planeswalkers, the Japanese alt-art Planeswalkers sort of overshadowed them. The Mythic Edition ones. And a lot of people were like, oh crap, that's today? And yes, it turns out it is. Yep. And it was, so you remember the first Mythic Edition was kind of a clown fiesta. 
Because it was yeah, on the Hasbro toy shop. Right, and which has never really functioned well. Right. Right. So, okay, I say the first one. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but the first Ravnica one. I the most recent there were one. Any before that. Uh, Ravnica Allegiance, they put on the eBay store. The Hasbro eBay store, I think it is. And I don't remember that many... I don't remember hearing issues with that one. I thought this was the first one that was on eBay. Am I wrong? I, th- I think you're wrong. Hmm. I don't know. Do I'll, guys... I'll go poke. Hey, you, you Chad, can, do you continue. guys remember? I Pinball Witch said there were some time. issues, but not to the scale of this one's at all. Well, yeah, I mean, anytime there's something that's releasing now, there's going to be some sort of issue. But, okay, this is the second one on eBay. Got it. So, like, if the first one was a clown fiesta, the second one was a clown siesta. <laughs> so, I don't know any more words that we can use to label this one, so I'm going to rely on you guys. Well, we have one. It's called a train wreck. Oh, good. <laughs> or, if it happens again, I think it'll upgrade to dumpster fire. <laughs> I would argue that a train wreck is way worse than a dumpster fire. Yeah, but it's but <laughs> we use train wreck all the time. Dumpster fire just sounds worse. It's true. We, we reserve it for special cases. Ex- like, yeah, you know, like the last GP Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so hey, I uh, I I did go look up the announcement of the Ravnica Allegiance Mythic Edition, and I just want to read a sentence here. It's just a little bit, okay? Mythic Edition is a fun premium product that players clearly were interested in, so we want to make the buying experience as positive and as smooth as possible. Keep that in mind as we discuss War of the Spark, Mythic Edition. I love when you describe your product as fun. Well, yeah. I mean, people need to be told that. Yeah. Our product provides an adequate experience. That's like, uh, best plumbing. I bet they put mediocre plumbing right out of business. Absolutely. But, so yeah. Those those Mario Brothers. The the first one on... The Hasbro eBay shop went off, for the most part, without a hitch. And I, I remember us reporting that this was clearly better than the Hasbro toy shop. True. Well, fast forward to this one. <laughs> and here we have a, a tweet that just sums it all up. From Wizards Magic, the official Magic Twitter account. We are currently investigating issues with War of the Spark Mythic Edition orders, and we'll have updates as soon as they're available. So that was at 4 p.m. Let's fast forward to 9.30 p.m. We have an update from eBay here. (laughs) Due to overwhelming response, we sold out of the War of the Spark Mythic Edition orders earlier today. We've partnered with eBay to ensure affected customers are contacted. Except, eh. so, let's go to the eBay tweet. Uh, Magic fans, we unfortunately sold out of the War of the Spark Mythic Edition exclusive earlier today. We are working to ensure all subsequent orders are canceled and refunded. Any direct inquiries, please reach out to us. Now, this is not really capturing. Yeah, none of this is actually the problem. train wrecky this was. Okay, so then the final tweet about this from wizards 
at 4.50 p.m. the next day, we're working closely with eBay to send email notifications to those who are confirmed purchasers of War of the Spark Mythic Edition and those whose orders have been canceled and refunded. Please look for that email soon, and we're working to remedy this situation. So, it's not... Okay, there's always going to be someone complaining about everything, but in this case, the main problem is not that a limited edition thing sold out immediately. No. We're used to that. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, that's what limited edition things do, is they sell out immediately, right? Like, that's not a problem. Correct. But the, the problem is that there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to who got it, when they got it, when they didn't get it, how long it took for them to know whether or not they got it, and then getting kicked in the balls. Right. So this <laughs> supposedly went on sale at like 3 p.m. Eastern, and I think it was either a couple of minutes before or a couple of minutes after 3 that it actually went live, because I, I remember seeing a tweet about it. It wasn't like right at 3. No, it's seldom is. And like moments later, just looking at my Twitter feed, there were lots and lots of people who were complaining, uh, you know, put put the item in my cart, tried to check out, it just hung. Or put the item in my cart, checked out, it said it went through, then it canceled. So there was a lot of this really weird, like complete breakdown of how the system was supposed to be working. Another thing that happened is this was limited to 12,000 units total. Right. But because of the way the eBay store was counting things, if someone bought it and then it got canceled, that number wasn't like removed. It wasn't decremented. It was only ever incremented. So I believe the count at one point of units sold was in excess of 20,000, even though a bunch of those weren't really sold that nice. those didn't happen. So that, that was nice. I'm glad they, they totally have that together. Uh, yeah. And there were reports of people thinking that everything checked out fine, but then they didn't get the email with the confirmation. And then hours and hours later would get an email saying that, no, you didn't, you didn't get it. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. It was real bad. And, you know, I can't help but think that I, I, I get it. We want to we want to try and give as many people a shot at this as possible. I get that. But if only Watsi could find some sort of a, a global distribution network of maybe some sort of uh, stores, maybe some specialty stores that are near their players, maybe have an existing relationship with their players where they could sell these products. I think that that would work out pretty well. But clues, there's only one blockbuster left. <laughs> this, this is true. I'll bet that their website would buckle under the pressure. That's very likely true. Now, don't get me wrong. If you crunch the numbers on this, uh, it is a shocking amount of money that uh, Watsi essentially invented out of thin air when they when they sold this through the eBay store. And they basically had to sell or uh, share like basically none of that money with anybody, but I guess eBay. Now that I think about it, I mean eBay's taking a chunk, but 
but that's it. They don't have to worry about distributors. They don't have to worry about local game stores because God knows they're not going to worry about local game stores on this one. So yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. I mean, I, I don't object in theory to limited edition things like this, but how can it always be on fire? I mean, we just pointed out that it wasn't on fire last time. How can it usually be on fire? There you go. Um, in the case of this one, I I think the thing that surprises me is the fact that it's not like they built their own thing that couldn't handle this because the Hasbro Toy Shop's normal job throughout the year is to sell people My Little Pony and Play-Doh. And so I don't think they have quite as much in terms of the extreme rollouts. Now, I know that you know the Pony fans are big into certain things, but... Um, the level that it would be hit by every time a new um, San Diego Comic-Con thing would come out is like all the exclusive stuff going on there and then people jumping on it so that they can immediately eBay it for more would pretty much wreck their essentially home system. Um, EOE is kind of built for people to jump in and swarm and spend a whole bunch of money really quick. So it surprises me they ran into trouble of this scale. Um like, if anyone's going to be handled it, it would be them or, like, an Amazon or something should be able to handle that kind of attack. But I don't know. Um, it's kind of surprising to me. And, yeah, to credit, in the event that they were to move all the stuff onto, say, Amazon, or even right now, they could kind of brag that they broke eBay. That's kind of a nice way of telling your shareholders that your product is in demand. Like, yeah, we broke eBay. Um, and our favorite part is half the people buying it on eBay immediately turned around to sell it on eBay. So they didn't have to go to another website to scalp us. <laughs> but given oh, that, sad. like they don't even have to get a new account. Um, but it is a problem. Like it's unfortunate that the product is not getting to people. It's unfortunate that there's a lot of confusion over it. I don't even know like what, <laughs> what they could really do differently, honestly. And I think that's maybe what's worrying people the most because for all purposes that I'm aware of, like they didn't do anything wrong this time. It just things went wrong. And then I believe they were in the legitimate state of panic when they're like, Oh, we're figuring it out. Hold on. Because they probably didn't expect this to happen either. Cause like who would have, well, cause it didn't uh, happen last time. Yeah. Like they've done this before. This wasn't the rollout. And but then, after you do the thing once, it sounds like, huh, that should have worked this time. Like Ravnica Allegiance didn't have nearly the hype behind it that, more of the spark did sure and like some of the cards that were in this one are like high demand cards as they always are but still one of those things where you know it wouldn't matter like it doesn't matter how big or fancy or impressive this is like if they put up twelve thousand one dollar jace the mind sculptors the server would likewise get hammered but like in both cases i would not expect it to like stop working that's well within the carry capacity of ebay so that just surprises me. um i'm sure there's going to be a lot of digging into it and a lot of conversations going on that we'll never hear the outcome of um nope. i'm sure before the next one comes out there will be some kind of article popping up saying hey we ran into trouble last time we've taken steps to try to fix it we're going to do this again because i doubt they're just going to abandon ebay as a platform after this because like i said should work but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions asked and hopefully answers found. 
and they're certainly not going to uh, stop doing this. No, right? the 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 mythic the mythic editions those are those are going to be with us. I mean, they made three million dollars in an afternoon. So yeah, for all the complaining from people who tried to get in and couldn't, they still sold out their product in an unknown amount of time, but a very short amount of time, and directly converted dead trees into more valuable dead trees. So. They're going to continue to do this. Like maybe next time they'll up the number because they can very directly charge more, obviously, and they can very directly print more and people will still want them. So who knows? We'll find out. I guess Although we'll see in three months. We used to believe that about the uh, San Diego Comic-Con Planeswalkers, right? Uh, and, then, this... and then they made the ones that nobody wanted. They made the ones that also cost a lot more than the other ones that came with a giant poster. Right. Um, but yeah, like they, like the, I think the six that were in there, um, the Alan Cat Planeswalkers also were not quite the super expensive staples that the other ones were. So I don't know. They were exploring the limits of the parameter space. Mm-hmm. I also think that there's admittedly a possibility that the art style for them didn't appeal to people quite as much. Because like if you see someone playing or in their binder having like the completely black things, they stand out. Whereas the um the ones from Amonkhet that have more of the Egyptian style might just look like someone's card alters to someone and it's not quite as in your face. Who knows? We'll see what the next set is, because you know they're going to keep doing it. They've got plenty more Planeswalkers to pile into these things and other, you know, cards. Like, if they decide they don't want to do it with Planeswalkers anymore, which they're not going to, but if they did, there's plenty of other stuff. They could do, essentially, more variations of what would previously have been from the Vault sets doing this. Like, oh, they could do it with Red Enchantments. Those wouldn't sell out. That red, is a red, way to avoid breaking eBay. <laughs> That's right. Red Rare Enchantments, specifically. Yeah. That will not crash eBay. We did it for you, eBay. Mm. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Our trick was to make a product no one wanted, and somehow people still buy it. Um, but I, I think that we've circled this one long enough. Yeah. We are circling ourselves. The thing that... Uh, the thing that bothered me more about this was all of the all of the entitled people who didn't get one who were just being pissy about it on the internet. But that's going to happen. So eh. those people would be upset whether or not the system worked because they didn't get it. Now thinking you have a thing for six hours and finding out you don't is a different problem. I will say that. Yeah. That, that one feels is a bad. problem. That would feel really bad. Like if you went through, you were stressed out, you managed to get it, cleared your account was charged and then later you get a refund you're like wait what because now not only did you not get it but there's probably some service charges or something you have to look really close to to make sure you get a full refund and you've kind of missed your window to have another chance in the event that there was one because sometimes shortly after a thing goes live when people's cards get rejected stock goes back on and you've missed that window too at this point so i can see people feeling bad about that but you will be a happier person in life if you acknowledge that you do not need 100% of everything. And this is coming from me, who buys way too much crap. Fully acknowledge that trying to get everything will destroy you. 
it'll be okay. There was there was more here. Okay, let's see here. It's 7 p.m. on the 2nd. There was another update. Uh, eBay sending emails starting today. Confirming if your order was among the first of the 12,000 available units or if your order is being canceled and refunded. Keep an eye on your inbox for future updates. Uh. Yeah, it was all just a mess. Yeah. Oh, and here's something from the third. Never mind, that's uh, just eBay essentially reiterating the same thing. Okay. Yeah. It's really weird when one of them issues a statement and the other one copies that statement and pastes it and posts it, and then that gets retweeted by the first one. So you get the same message three times. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's stop with the train wreck. In conclusion... Bolus did it. It's all Bolus. It's always Bolus. Yeah. We'll blame him. Or Emrakul. Moon Mont. Oh, and look, Wolfie in the chat said, mine was canceled, but I've yet to actually get my refund, so it's even worse. That's a bigger problem. The <laughs> That is a much bigger problem. Well, good luck to you, sir. Yeah, because that's not an inconsequential amount of money to not have been handled yet. No, it is not. Right? All right. Well, let's go to uh, Richmond then, shall we? Richmond. Because it's... Metaphorically. It was the first weekend of the new standard. Yep. And I just had uh, an eyelash just revolt against me. Oh, dude. No eye and chewy. No, no. But only oh, it's one. still there. You're good. You're good. You only need one. There we go. Okay. Uh, so, how many people were at the standard open? The standard open had 459 people. That seems low. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because it's a new standard and people don't have cards yet. Or maybe they were still fighting eBay at the time. Hmm. All right, so uh, let's look at the metagame breakdown. 116 players made it to day two. What's the metagame breakdown look like? There are 23 Simic Nexus decks. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> 19 Mono Red Aggro decks. Which, yeah. yeah I approve. Yep. Uh, 16 <laughs> Esper Control. 13 Esper Midrange. So most of these are just versions, updated versions of decks we had in the previous standard. Yeah. And then there's a big drop-off where it drops from 13 decks in day two to six uh, yeah. for blue-white aggro, red-green aggro, and soul-time mid-range. And then there's another big drop-off with three bant mid-range, and then it's just twos and ones from there down. Yep. There's a lot of twos and ones. That's true. Like, real quick. Mono Blue Aggro, Naya Feather, Mono White Aggro, Orzov Aggro, Bant Nexus, Grixis Control, Merfolk, Demir Midrange, Bant Flash, Simic Aggro, Selesnia Tokens, Bant Reclamation, Jex... Jeskai Feather, Teamer Nexus. I saw the word Nexus and it threw off my everything. 
Five Color Control, Jeskai Control, Orzov Knights, huh. Rakdos Aggro, Boros Aggro. And the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear Stark's name. Did I miss him? <laughs> yeah, he had a war earlier. Oh, yeah, he did have a war earlier, so it's fine. But, uh... Yeah, that's that's the metagame breakdown real quick. Let's go check out the actual decks. All right, I look forward to this. This is the open wow. Look at this. You're going to like this one. Yeah. All right, let me open up the top eight real quick. Boom. Uh, okay, in first place we have Will Pulliam, who's running a mono-red aggro. I love it. However, asterisk. I'm going I'm to put an asterisk there. This is uh, this is new standard, right? This is like sure. new, well, new standard. Got a got a whole new set full it of does new have cards. Chandra. Oh, well, okay. It's we'll, got more we'll, than that. We'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. Stand by. Okay. So we got this brand new set, whole bunch of new cards. How many new cards were in this set? A lot. A lot. A lot. Okay. So a lot of new cards. A lot of new brewing. Lots of stuff going on. So red mages are like, this is our chance. This is our chance. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take our mono red aggro deck and we're going to put a decal on the side that says that it's new. We're going to stick maybe like two cards in it, four cards. Could we go as high as six? Six only if we count the sideboard. But what a six. It's a good six. It's a good six. We got four of the new Chandra in here. Chandra Fire Artisan, which is a very good card, like a very good card. I love that card a lot. But look in the sideboard. What do you see in the sideboard there, Chewie? Do you see it there? I see a dapper demon fellow right there. Totally dapper. Look at how well he is dressed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. got there. Two copies of of Tybalt, Rakish Investigator. And let me tell you, (laughs) also. Instigator. (laughs) Oh, crap. I did it again, didn't I? I did it last time. Uh, I did it the time before that. (laughs) Which is also, we all want to believe, okay? Which is also a really great card. Like, okay. I really, really like that card. I, I just want to watch Tybalt in, like, a normal drama. And I think it would be amazing and have a lot of fans. Yeah. Anyway, that's, you know, that's all I'll say about the mono-red aggro deck. Surely we won't run into any more of these. No, probably not. Yeah, okay. What's in second place? All right, so in second place, we have Collins Mullen with a mono-red aggro deck. Huh. What? You know, looking over this list, it uh, feels like the main board was not changed at all. I don't think it was. But if we go to the sideboard, there's Tybalt again. I mean, yep. the main difference is whether or not you have Chandra. Yeah, there's no there's no Chandra here. Which is admittedly a big difference. It is. It is. I mean, that is a really good card. I, you know, I only have one complaint about Chandra, and that is if you want to hit her on curve, you're playing her on turn four. You're going to use that plus one on turn four because you want to boost her up, right? Because, I mean, you can't actually do the minus seven. You don't have enough loyalty at this point. But still, you're going to do that. And uh, the card that she exiles, you're not going to do anything with that ever. Probably, yeah. You don't have the mana, and you already played your fourth land, so... Still, I don't mind. I really don't mind because, you know, what the rest of it says. And sure. she's real good. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was second place. Surely we won't talk about any more mono-red aggro. It's fine. What's in I mean, third place? In in this deck, it's not like you need... Uh... 
to hit play her on curve. You have plenty of True. other things to be doing on turn four. True. So it's, it's probably fine. All right. So in third place, uh, we've got Ethan Gajewski running uh, Mono Red Aggro. Hey, look at that. This is a breath of fresh air. Man, I'm loving these cards. Look at them. I think I, I feel like I've seen him before. But, you know, if you look in this sideboard, there's two Tybalts and, hey, one Chandra. Hey, she's back. All hey. right. And All one right. mountain, because screw you, that's why. I like so, to think that the Lava Coil guy is reacting to being next to Tybalt and not expecting it either. <laughs> so the, the lesson here is, uh, number one, play Mono Red Aggro. Number two, if you're playing Mono Red Aggro, play Chandra, because that's how you get the win. Clearly. Clearly. Metasolved. You're just going to need four copies of the new Chandra. Who will set you back. I actually don't know how much money. Uh, let's see. Really? Five bucks? That's it? I mean, wow. she's just a rare. Yeah. She's not wow. mythic. She is not a story plan tool. She's just in the story. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's uh, that's third place. What's in fourth place? All right. So this Mono Red Aggro deck is Esper Control by Zach Allen. I don't that's like the this game other anymore. end of the spectrum. Yeah. This is so... not fun. This has Liliana Dreadhorde General, Narset Parter of Veils. Ooh, two of those. Yeah. And, of course, Teferi Hero of Domin... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, nobody likes you, Teferi. Poor Teferi. Ooh, there's Dovin's Veto. Except for all these control players. They really like you, Teferi. Mm-hmm. It's not, like you're, it's not like you're good or anything. I might have lost a discard on, on occasion. The uh, spells Multiple. we've got Absorb, Chemister's Insight, uh, Dovin's Veto is new. Moment of Craving. Mortify. Tyrant Scorn. That's new. Fraska's Contempt. Search for Ascanta. Kaya's Wrath. And Thought Erasure. So it's it's the same deck as before, just with new toys to play with. Cause... You know you're in Ravnica when you can run Kaya's Wrath and Absorb in the same deck and probably yeah. play them back-to-back somehow? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> welcome to Mana. Enjoy your stay. But like Narset is is uh and I I I hate to say this, but it's what I would have said if her name wasn't Narset. Narset is nasty in the mirror. <laughs> because each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. Mmm. That's bad for another control deck. And then Liliana just making a dude with her plus one is uh borderline stupid against a control deck. It's it's the kind of thing that I would really expect out of something that costs six. Because yeah. it really sucks to get to six and have lost half your board getting there. And then drop one and not be able to defend it. Like, dropping a Planeswalker against a Flyer is always miserable, and that's still the case here. That's why you have your minus four power, too. Yeah. But, like, we saw... Damn it. The land that makes a dude. You know the one I'm talking about? No, I don't. Damn it. Uh, it's the enchantment that that flips into the land that makes a dude, you know? Oh, one of the older ones? Got it. Um, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name either. I can't think of the name, but... Uh, Keldoran Outpost? Yeah, Keldoran Outpost, totally. Legion's Landing, thank you. Uh, oh, there we go. Pinball Witch and Stark. Uh, 
But yeah, we saw the Legion's Landing land being flipped, being able to make a dude by itself win control mirrors in uh, at the Invitational, which is a different format, but against the heavy Esper control, it still applies. Where you can just yeah. plink, 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 plink every turn, and it's fine. So being able to make a 2-2 two, two with our plus one is... It's a good way to march to inevitability. Yeah, it's just really good against another control deck. And her minus four is obviously going to be better against aggro decks. So, yeah. Generally, making bears is a minus ability on Walker. So, it's pretty sweet. We've also got one D-Spark in the board. One Oath of Kaya. Two Teferi Time Raveler. Ooh. And Ugin the Ineffable, because you can't even F. You can't F. And Enter the God Eternals. Very good card. Wow, that's that's a lot of sideboard for the spark. There's a lot of good stuff for three color decks. I think the mono red deck doesn't have as much to draw from in that. True. At least By nothing comparison. that fits in the uh, yeah. plan of him in the face. Yeah, like it's already got really high quality cards to play with. Whereas you get a few more options when you're running three colors and you're taking your time, so suddenly the rest of the curve is available. Yeah. So, I expect that this deck will either morph into something else, or we will we'll see it uh, change even further. Because really, this is last standard's Esper Control deck with a few new cards thrown in that fit. Yeah, my guess would be that as it evolves, those numbers are going to shift away from all the fours and twos. Um, Probably. Usually for control decks, they end up having a few more like one-offs in them as they adjust for the meta. Yeah. But going into something fresh, yeah, your fours and twos are for consistency, and a consistent control deck is pretty happy. Exactly. All right, so fifth place, we've got Zachary Keen with a Selesnia Tokens deck. So what do we have here? Tithe Taker, Venerated Loxodon, yep. Imara, Soul of the Accord. Whoa. Trostani Discordant. Okay, these are cards I did not expect. Uh, Gideon Blackblade. Hey, buddy. And then yep. the stuff I did expect. Conclave Tribunal, History of Benalia, March of the Multitudes, Legion's Landing, uh, Flower Flourish, and Sapling Migration. Yeah, these all make sense. I mean, Amara and Tristani make sense. I just didn't expect them necessarily. Got anything in the board? Uh, yep. Prison Realm. Return to Nature. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And there's a Gideon mm. Blackblade. All right. Beef Slab Blackblade. Read a book. <laughs> like, a book. There's one specific. Specifically one book. Yeah. Alright, moving on. Uh, sixth place, Harlan Fire Fearer. I, I need to learn how to say his name. Fair He's right. playing Banth Midrange. Alright, what do we have going on here? We've got New Vivian, Champion of the Wilds, and a New Teferi, Time Raveler. Huh, okay. He's wandering around a bit. And we've got Oketra. Hello, Oketra, God Eternal yeah. Oketra. <laughs> and that's it for new stuff. 
So, rest of the deck, Deputy of Detention, Frilled Mystic. Uh, wait, isn't uh, Dovin's Veto? Oh, that's in the sideboard. Yeah, that's in the sideboard. Sorry. So, Deputy of Detention, Frilled Mystic, Growth Chamber Guardian, Hydroid Crisis, like you do, Incubation Druid, Knight of Autumn, Llanowar Elves, uh, Shalai, Voice of Plenty, are the other cards. There are no spells. They're all creatures and planeswalkers. Neat. In the sideboard, we've got for new stuff, uh, uh, Dovin's Veto, and that's it. And uh, Time Wipe, isn't that? Oh, yeah, Time Wipe is uh, the new card. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Five mana bounce one of your things and... Wrath? I like it. Yeah. Okay, then. So that's a Bant mid-range deck. Looks like you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, in seventh, Edgar Magalhaes is running Esper Control. Look at this. It's four Teferi Hero of Dominaria and two Teferi Time Raveler are the Planeswalkers in this deck. Time travel's confusing. It really is. So's the legend rule. Uh, he's got a disparage. The trick is to go to a different timeline. Two vetoes, a tyrant scorn, uh, two oath of Kaya, and in the board another veto. One Obnixilus's cruelty. Ooh, I wonder how that did. Uh, I imagine another Teferi time raveler. Wow, and two Vona butcher of Magan. Nice. What was that, Squee? I'm sorry, I talked over you. Oh, I like I'm imagining Omnix's cruelty probably took care of a lot of you know, more situational things like, oh no, there's a Gideon. Well, now there's less of a Gideon. <laughs> Distinctly less Gideon. Yeah. Is this deck's only plan the Teferi lock? Sure, oh, you mean in terms of actually winning? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have the uh, the Kaya in here to to help you actually have a win condition. Yeah, because yeah, sure there's like there's no. There's no way to make creatures at all in here, is there? So they can't just lock you down and then beat you to death. Oh, Jay Spencer pointed out that Teferi Time Raveler uh, can also bounce the Oath of Kaya for repeated three damage. True, but... <sighs> that's, that's very seems... slow. Yeah, that's, that's for the uh, control matchup again and the hope that your Oath doesn't get countered, I guess. Yeah, Esper Control is sounds like a nightmare to play and to play against just all the time. This deck is just horrible. Like, just... <laughs> it's not bad, it's horrible. Like, it's... This deck offends me on a deep, deep level. I mean, if it makes you feel better, it was beat by Mono Red. Thank God for that. So let's get away from this and go look at 8th place, where, hey, Rooney Brixa is running the Bant mid-range deck. Mm, 
if it's not exactly the same as before, it's damn close. So, yeah, the one with Teferi, new Teferi like and new Vivian. Yeah, and Oketra. Oh yeah. All right. So that's your top eight. Jumping down, I want to see this Simic Nexus deck in ninth. It's got one Nurse set, three Tomio Collector of Tales, Wilderness Reclamation, Blink of an Eye, Chemist's Insight, Growth Spiral, Nexus of Fate, Opt, Root Snare. These are all things that were already there. Sinister Sabotage, Search for Ascanta, Callous Dismissal is new. Huh. Okay. Oh, Arboreal Grazer is in the sideboard. Nah. And uh, Narset's Reversal. Okay. Oh. What? Oh, and two Blast Zone. Hey! Just imagining the misery of someone reversaling on a Nexus or similar effect and just being like, well, <laughs> I had all the mana in the world and now I have a few turns to do something with it. Yeah. Alright. Oh, and here's BBD with an Esper mid-range deck. What does that look like? Whoa! Hero of Precinct 1, Hostage Taker, Thief of Sanity are your creatures. Liliana, Dreadhorde General, Soren, Vengeful Bloodlord. Three each of New Teferi and Previous Teferi. The board is Despark, Dovin's Veto, Mortify, Enter the God Eternals, Thought Erasure. Wow. That's definitely different. There's a Davriel in the sideboard and two time wipes. Two t- Davriel and two time wipes. Hmm. Huh. All right, then. That's pretty cool. Hero of Precinct 1. Wow. Hmm. Neat. So, of course, everything except Liliana in the deck is... And the Hero of Precinct 1 are multicolored. Yeah. Huh. Okay, that's cool. Enjoy your mono when you got it. Do-do-do... More Esper Control. Here's a Boros deck in 16th. Which is... This is the mono-white deck with a tiny splash of red for heroic reinforcements. Yes. But this has Law Rune Enforcer. Which I didn't expect. That's the one where you pay one and tap it to tap target creature with converted mana cost 2 or greater. And everything else is the previous version of the deck. Straight up. Yeah. You got some sideboard stuff, but not much. Yeah, there's one Gideon in the board. Yeah. Okay, then. Monored, Monored, Gruel. What's in the Gruel Aggro deck? Firebrand, Gitu, Lava Runner, Chain. This is Monored. <laughs> oh, there's, there's Cinder Vines and Domri in the board. So it's it's mono red with six green mana symbols total. 
Okay. Good job. Totally counts. Sort of. Lots of aggro here. Mono white. Demir mid-range. What the hell is that? Augur, Bolas, and God Eternal Kefnet. Uh-oh. Then Liliana, Narset, and Ugin. The Ugin? Hmm. And then Tyrant Scorn... Okay, wait. Cast down, negate, opt, tyrant scorn, Raskus contempt, chart a chorus, cry the carnarium, enter the god eternals, and thought erasure. And two field of ruin, too, because I said so. Dreadhorde yeah, invasion in the board. And finale of eternity. Whoa. Yeah. That's, There's a plan. <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Just kill things. Yeah. That's pretty good, yeah. All right, then. Uh, we were told specifically by the chat to take a look at the 55th place deck in this tournament. And I think they're right. I can't remember who exactly told us to do that, but thank you to whoever it was. But could you bring up that 55th place deck? No, we're not there yet. We're still in the thirties, bro. Yeah, but look, we're, we're, we need to, we need to get to the spicy stuff. This one's (laughs) spicy. Your biases are known. So now I'm looking at the band. It's not like I hide them straight up ignoring clues in 34th. (sighs) Fine. Because what the hell is Bant flash? Uh, oh, Angel of Grace. Also, I hate you too. Hey, I got your back, Clues. I knew where that one was going. Yeah, well, look, he's the one who wouldn't go to 55th like I asked. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There's nothing really much new going on here. Yeah, that's why I tried to go to 55th. Awkward. Uh, oh, wait. Orzov aggro. Is this actually black-white? Or is it just white with a tiny bit of black? What do you think? It's white with literally Soren <laughs> in the main and Despark in the board. Yeah. Oh, and two duress in the board. There you go. Got there. That's dumb. Okay, where was that? Or's that aggro? So that's that was forty second. Yeah. Oh hey, this is a fifty fifth place deck. What's this? Hey, look at that deck. Yeah, look at it. It's called Naya Feather. Yeah. This uh, is uh I don't this get is it. featuring a Feather the Redeemed. Take go read Feather the Redeemed. Go read that card right now. Wait, were you talking to me? Because I was stretching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was totally talking to you. I mean, fine, I'll read it. You stretch, say, I'll read yeah. it. Feather the Redeemed for a red, a white, and a white. That's three mana. I mean, it's a specific three mana. Don't get me wrong. You get a three, four flying angel that has whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets a creature you control, exile that card instead of putting it into your graveyard as it resolves. If you do return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. So basically it's like, Hey, have you got a buff for one of your creatures? If you do, you're just going to get it back at the end of turn. So now take a look at the spells that are in here. So, We've got Collision Colossus. You really care about the Colossus side. We got Defiant Strike. That's we got a giant card. Growth. 
we got giant growth. We got reckless rage, reckless rage. There's only one copy in here, but I guarantee you that card is a huge pain if they've got out feather. Because Reckless Rage deals 4 damage to target creature you don't control and 2 damage to target creature you control. That targets one of your creatures. That counts. Yeah. And Feather? Feather's got 4. Feather can take it. Samet Sprint. Uh, Sheltering Light. Sheltering Light. You mean to tell me that that's not going to be a problem? It's going to be a problem. And, yeah. and Thud. We've got some Thud. Why not? Thud. I've seen Feather in action with some of these buff spells uh, on the MTG arena, and uh, I got I got I got my face kicked in. Is what happened. I mean, she always has the high ground. So yeah, this is a spicy deck. Uh, it's also got the uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist, uh, Swiftblade Vindicator, Tenth District Legionnaire, Aurelia Exemplar of Justice, and of course, uh, Beef Slab Blackblade. Yeah. That... Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, this is this is good. This is good. Wow, there are three <laughs> more reckless rages in the board. Yeah. Because screw you, that's why. Sure, good reason. I like the healing grace. <laughs> oh wow, that is pretty good. Look, it's subtle, but yeah. All right, then. Neat. So, yeah, this goes on down to 100th, but we're just going to stop there. Cause, well, okay, wait. There's a Jeskai Feather deck in 63rd. Let's see what's in there. Oh, it's got Dive Down. Yeah, it does. Well, it's got Gird for Battle, too. Jesus. <laughs> And yeah, you, it turns out you're playing commander while your opponent's playing standard. A little bit. All right, then. Oh, and there's uh, two Sahili Sublime Artificer in this one in the board, too. Oh. Cool. Okay. All right, then. So that's the first look at New Standard. How about a second look at New Standard? Hey, we had a classic. Look at that. How huh. many people were in the classic? 130. That's not a large number. Comparatively well, presumably speaking. a lot of the people who brought standard decks were also still in the other event. I mean, 116, I think it said. Something like that. So let's see. Chris Johnson won with Grixis Control, which has Nicol Bolas the Ravager and Nicol Bolas Dragon God. And Ugin, Narset, and Liliana. What else do we have here? Bedeck and Bedazzle. Do what? That's another awkward dinner party. A little bit, yeah. Uh, we've got Bedeck and Bedazzle and Bedevil. But that's not the third part of the split card. That's a, that's a different card. All yeah. the bees. And it, it's all part of the Bejewel crossover. Yeah. <clears throat> Lord. Angrass Rampage, Rampage, Ramp Rampage, Lamp Rampage, uh, Angrass Road Rage, Cry of the Carnarium, Discovery Dispersal, Enter the God Eternals, Ritual of Soot, what? And Thought Erasure. Wow. 
It's like the same idea, but different. Nice. Good times. Uh, second place, Mitchell Castaldini. Castaldini, let's say. Castaldini. The Bant Nexus deck. Uh, yeah. Jacob Neighbors in third is on the Grixis Control deck, which looks very similar to the first place deck. Uh, Aiden Breer is on Esper Control, which is similar enough to ones we've already talked about tonight. Gavin Wynn in fifth with Azorius Aggro, which is Mono White Aggro with Deputy of Detention in the board. Oh, and Disdainful Stroke. And Dovin's Veto. Okay, there we go. And one and island. an island. Yeah, because... <sighs> in the board, because screw you, that's why. Uh, Timothy Madsen in sixth place is on Demir Control. Which is, again, similar enough to something we've already talked about. Yeah, it's it's close to the Esper ones, though obviously not with the white card. Wait, no, yeah. Augur of Bolas, God Eternal Kefnet. We looked at something that had those two cards in it specifically as creatures. Yeah. Uh, Mardu Judith by Justin Parnell. Oh, look at Justin Parnell doing well. What? Is, oh, Judith the Scourge Diva. Yeah. Huh. Okay, let's She's look at Diva main. This is uh, this is the Aristocrats deck, right? Uh, it it functions on that mechanic, yeah. Yeah, cruel the, like when when things die, ping. Yeah, cruel celebrant, dreadhorde butcher, fireblade artist, footlight fiend, grim initiate, gutter bones, midnight reaper, tithe taker, and Judith, and two Soren vengeful bloodlords. Also, we've got, ooh, Heartfire. That nice. Heartfire triggers it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And Mortify and Heroic Reinforcements. In the board, we've got D-Spark and Tybalt. Hmm. Which is weird to say out loud. That's true. <laughs> that they're in the We're going to have to get used to that. Sideboard. No, I meant the the, that... D-Spark and, and Tybalt together. Yeah? Just my brain was like, no, they're not. I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure they're right. Yep, nope, they are. <laughs> All right, go Justin. Oh, and then Drew Kobus in eighth is playing a Naya Feather deck, which is pretty similar to the one we just saw. Similar, not quite the same, but... Yeah, this uh, one has uh, Spellbreakers. Spellbreakers. Yeah. And also uh, Thresh... Uh, what's the other half? Thresh Threat. Uh, yeah. Oh. Wait, no, no. That's different. It'd be more like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and there's the GERD for battle again, which with Feather is kind of, buh. Yeah, that adds up. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. Neat. And rounding out of the top 16, more Esper Control, Bant Nexus... Selesnia Angels, hang on. Jade Light Ranger, Knight of Autumn, Lanawar, Branch Walker, Resplendent Angel, Wild Growth Walker, God Eternal Oketra. I'm going to guess Honorary Angel, just because. I, know, I, mm, I don't know about that. Um, as far as deck con uh, uh, construction Big white goes. creature. 
Okay, fair. Yeah, Lyra Dawnbringer and Shalai, Voice of Plenty. And then Gideon Blackblade and Vivian Reed, the original Vivian. Conclave Tribunal, Excellence Binding, Assure Assemble, and Flower Flourish. Okay. Seems good. Then more Esper Control, Grixis Control, Esper Control, and Sultai Midrange. All right. So that's enough standard, right? Yeah. Right. All right, let's go look at modern. 147 people. Huh. Just a little more than standard. 47 humans? I'm not going to assume they're a creature type. Probably. I missed one. I missed eight. Boop, there we go. All right, so Adonis Madrano won with humans. I doubt there's anything new going on here. I don't believe so. No. All right. Uh, Chris Castro Rappel with Is It Phoenix? It is. There might be new stuff here, but I'm not seeing it. I don't think so. Nope. Doesn't appear so. Uh, nope. Uh, Tariq Patel in third with uh, more different. Is it Phoenix? It is. Is it more different? Mm, pretty similar. Yeah, just enough differences. Yeah, it's not exactly the same. In third place, Adith. How do you say that? I don't. <laughs> this is why you get paid the big bucks. Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, we've been meaning to talk to you about that contract. I, d- I don't actually get paid the big bucks, so I think there's uh, a problem. It's because you can't pronounce this name. Would it be Fance? Fonts? Fonse? You get Fonzie. paid? <laughs> Adit Fonzie. There we go. Hey! Uh, is running Mono Green Tron. It's terrible. Damn right, it's terrible. It does have Karn the Great Creator in it as a four it, of. It does, yes. Yeah. Huh. It's rocking Why? all those colorless planeswalkers. Ulamog can come too. Up to but do not time. let him in the kitchen. He will eat everything. He will. What does this do? Non-creature artifact. Oh, I guess it makes your... All of these artifacts punch people? And lets you go grab whichever of these artifacts from your sideboard that you need. Okay. Anything else new going on here? Doesn't... Oh god, it's got Microsynth Lattice in the board. Oh my god! Are you guys seeing this? Oh. Huh. Like with, mm. with Karn? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I'm still hung up on the blast zone. What? Why? Um, it, it just strikes me as something that might be potentially effective when you're operating on a very different curve than they are. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's normal function. Like, 
like the nice thing about blast zone is that it's the ratchet bomb that you can ratchet faster if you have the mana and it just i think it all clicked on me at once when i was looking at like the average cost of things in this deck so like if you're not dropping one of your big things you can pretty much set it to whatever you want and that's just spicy because you don't worry about falling behind on lands in this deck but yeah like the mycosynth lattice is um hell i would not wish on my enemies so yeah, the lad, Mycosynth Lattice, for those who don't know, uh, is a six-drop artifact that says all permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. All cards that aren't on the battlefield, spells, and permanents are colorless, and players may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. So that means... Wow, you could technically turn Karn Liberated into a 7-7 and hit them. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Except you can't, because they're both Planeswalker Karn. Never mind. Does it still work that way? Hang on. You mean having two Karns out? Yeah, they they changed the the Legend rule, the Planeswalker rule, recently enough to where I can't remember how it works anymore. No, I think you can have both out now. Yeah, it works like the the regular Legend rule, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they, they pretty much had to abandon that because they had so many versions of the same Planeswalkers in Standard at once. Okay. Wait, what's the static ability? Activated abilities of artifacts your opponent's control can't be activated. So the Megasynth Lattice is kind of rough. Yeah. If they're relying on those for anything. Wait! Megasynth yeah. Lattice turns their lands into artifacts that they then can't... Oh my god! Yeah, that's... Oh, it doesn't say yeah. non-mana abilities. Chat, why didn't... Yeah, the oh. chat's been talking about that for chat a little bit. Chat did tell us that. Okay, it's like, yeah. chat, why didn't you tell us this? No, they they did. This okay. is disgusting, yeah. is what this is. Yeah, it is. That was what I thought you were originally reacting to when you pointed out the lattice. I wasn't even thinking about it. And then Karn hits him. I'm like, oh, I mean, sure, but you've got Ulamog to do that, too. So. Jesus. I mean, it's gross. Yeah, let's get away from this deck. Uh, Look, I've never seen a Megasynth Lattice in a deck that isn't about to do something horrible to a person. That is that is yeah. accurate, yeah. It's there for a reason. Oh, see, now here's what I was looking for. Fifth place, Andy Voril is running Is It Phoenix. It is. And he's got Finale of Promise in the deck. Which is one of those cards that, cast by itself, gets all your Phoenix... Phoenixi... Whatever they're called, plural, back. And Arizona Phoenixes. Yeah, that uh, was bad. Jay Daniel, you can turn Karn into a creature if your first Karn grabs your Mycosynth Lattice, which turns everything into artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I was going for. Uh, anything else going on in here? No, it looks pretty normal other than the finale promise. Oh, there is a Sahili Sublime Artificer. Yeah. Hey! Okay. Uh, Mono Red Prison by Jacob DeQuack. Okay. Best Name Award? That's pretty best, great. Best Name Award. It's, it's pretty good. And look, it's got all these goblins. Rabble Masters and Legion War Bosses and PN Karen Nalar. Those aren't goblins. Well, I mean... 
They make one ones, whatever. <laughs> oh, Karn Great Creator and Mycosynth Lattice. Is that just a thing now in, in modern decks? Is, are we going to have four Karns with one Mycosynth Lattice? Probably. That's awful. If, if after game one you don't think your opponent can deal with it, then that is just a way out. Buh. Anything else? That's enough, right? Yeah. Let's just move on. Yeah, that is ugly. So what's going to get banned? Uh, you. Well, probably. Yeah. W- would you miss Microsoft Lattice? In- <laughs> Not really. Would anyone miss Microsoft Lattice? That person who just bought four foils of it so that they could put them in their, their modern decks. That was foolish. You only need one. Yeah, you really do. All right, so seventh place, Jared Calabrese is running Hollow One. I doubt there's anything new and fancy going on here. I don't think it needs anything new. Yeah, exactly. Yep, okay, that's a Hollow One deck. And then Andrew Collins in eighth with Amulet Titan. Again, I doubt there's anything new in Amulet Titan. A lot of these decks do exactly what they do, just right. And changing even one card out would mess them up. Exactly. Like, they are tuned through so much play and have so many one-offs that you're directly sacrificing a thing. So whatever you're putting in has to do the old one's job and other stuff. And that just isn't really how cards are printed. So rounding out the rest of the top 16, we've got a blue-white control dredge. Nope. Wait, which one was that for? Uh, the blue-white control. I don't oh. I don't care for that. What about dredge? Eh, it's not really magic. Fair enough. Uh, Amulet Titan Elves. I like that. Anything new going on in the Elves deck? I doubt it. I, I have was... no idea, but I doubt it. There's a lot of new stuff going on in the Azorius control deck that Lou said no to. Oh, really? Yeah. But I said no to that. It's too late to go back. But it's not too late, because it has two sets of Teferis. It's never too late when you ravel time. So we've got that. the hiccups. We've got the Time Raveler and Doan's Veto. Technically, there's three sets of Teferi, if I'm counting Creature. Like, there's Teferi yeah, all so over the You've got deck. Mage of Zelfir going yeah, on here. Good lord. It yeah, is this just is like, littered with Teferi. This is your Kang Council of Magic the Gathering. Uh, there's just Teferi everywhere. For everyone who gets that joke, nerd! <laughs> Accurate. I mean, I get that joke, so. So, nerd, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, it's got a few of them. Wow. Three different flavors of Teferi. That makes my head hurt. A lot of Teferi. Wow. Let's just close that. Do, 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 do. Is it Phoenix, Mono Red Phoenix, Titan Shift, Infect? Okay, so that's that's the rest of the top 16. Seems good. Hooray. Hooray. So, all that's left, I think. All that's left. Is. Oh, all that's left is Magic Online. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got a bug blog thing just to poke into quickly because one of them is actually relevant. Beyond just being funny. Um, Alright, do tell. Yeah, so as you can see from what Chewie has on the screen, there's some fun glitches going on in Magic Online, as usually happens when they roll out a bunch of new cards. 
Um, I'm going to quickly go through some of these. Um, game crashes for a spectator when one of the players returns in the sideboard scene. That doesn't really matter, but I guess the spectators are sad. Um, Art may load incorrectly for cards. That might okay. be bad for, uh, like, streaming. Hmm. Oh, you mean of... Like, like a, a Super League or something type Oh, thing. that's true. That, that could impact some people on that level. That's true. Um, which would suck there. Um, art not loading correctly for cards is like K. Like, yeah, but read the fix. I mean, <laughs> full clean reinstall of the client isn't quite the pain it once was. Oh, but it I still wouldn't want to do it, no. Um, over the years, they've actually managed to get things a lot more. So it's not as bad as it once was. It's not like you do that and then you go and build your own magic set using toothpicks and then come back after you finish that and it's halfway done. Like, no. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't suck as much as it used to. As I understand it, I've not exactly reinstalled Magic Online recently, but I know that it isn't. It's allegedly not as bad as it was before. Um, in terms of the gameplay stuff, that's more what matters for right now. So, um, Tommyo Collector of Tales is unable to find split cards with their plus one loyalty ability. That's problematic. Um, that that actually matters, especially if a card gets more use, because we see split cards in decks. So all the time. That's kind of important now. Um, so that sucks, but hopefully they'll fix that pretty soon. Um, the second one on the list is removing counters from majoring network does not produce any mana. Which that's, is kind of, the whole kind point. Kind of like the point, yeah. yeah. That's its job. Well, hey, you can put mana in it if you want. That that still works. And it can generate, you know, colorless mana. But, yeah, it, its actual job doesn't work right now. So that's problematic. Hmm. There are issues when a player champions misbind click. Now... As someone who remembers the standard when this happened, that's always been true. <laughs> but now it's an actual client problem. Oh my uh, god. So, just just be aware of that if you're playing fairies and online. Um, and then the last one is the reason that I wanted to mention this. So, attacking with a creature with provoke can cause the game to reset. Uh <laughs> That is worth telling people about. We're not saying it will. I'm but saying it, normally that can. kind of power is reserved for Karn and takes some buildup. But huh. when you have an annoying enough goblin running across the battlefield, time itself would be like, no. And no. Apparently it just resets the game. Um, be aware. You, you should know that both for yourself if you play with provoked creatures, which you might, and you should be aware of that if your opponents are playing with provoked creatures, because this is kind of one of those weird things where normally I tell you, if you think someone's cheating, you have to report them. It's quite possible people will not be aware this is a thing, because they don't tell you what the conditions are that cause this here, and I, I don't blame them, because you probably don't want to feed into that, but if people find out how to restart a game by attacking with a certain creature in their deck... That is opening a giant window of problems for the integrity of magic and the online world. Because if you're just like, oh no, I'm losing, attack with this stupid thing, let's do over. Like, no, that's terrible. No one needs that in their life. So hopefully they will prioritize fixing that because resetting games is a very significant power not to be given to annoying goblins. 
Um, but yeah, those are the current bug blog entries. <laughs> Got to end with a big one, right? Just buried down there at the bottom. Um, neat. But that was all that ad for Magic Online. The rest of it's like, hey, look, if the set's on there. So cool. Good job. I think that was all that we had in general for the show notes, right? Uh, well, I do have one quick thing that I wanted to mention about uh, MTG Arena and schedules of things that people might be interested in. Then again, might not. If you don't play Arena, you don't care. So just ignore me. It's pretty good advice overall now that I think about it. Um, the thing I wanted uh, to mention what, is... Hey, did you just say something, please? No, not at all. Oh, okay. uh, two things to mention. First of all, remember, if you want to get in on War of the Sparks Sealed, that's going on right now. Um, you can keep doing that until May the 20th when you won't be able to do Sealed War of the Spark anymore. Um, also, right now, Ranked Draft is Ravnica Allegiance. That will end on May the 9th. From May the 10th onward, Ranked Draft will be War of the Spark. So, that's what you need to know. Okay. You remember clues? Nope. Who? Not if I can help it. It was like spelled like something in the show notes. I don't remember what part. Uh, whatever. Uh, okay. Okay. And that's it. Good to know. Yeah. All right. So is that our episode? I think that's our episode. Um, oh, crap. That's our episode. Yeah, I'll start the sign-outs. So um, you can find me on Twitter at SqueeGoblinToBob. There's no goblin. I mean, at this point in time, it, I don't know what that eye is up to. It, it could be anywhere. It's quite possible. I, I that... think he's currently screwing your internet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he roboted for you too during that, right? Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> is he completing my internet connection? <laughs> Maybe. That'd be terrifying. Could be. I don't know. It was waiting for this, right? No, odds are the eye is probably off somewhere playing Overwatch right now and getting achievements that I can't, because it's probably better at Overwatch than me. Because at the end of the day, Overwatch is really just a point-and-click adventure, and it's hard to do that without your eye. So, who knows? Um, but yeah, past that, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and doing my usual nonsense. Um, in a few weeks, I'll be at Animazement in Raleigh, North Carolina, so if you're someone in the chat or who listens to this who goes there, let me know. Could be fun. Should be neat. Um, other than that, I wanted to comment that, um, I did finish the War of the Spark book. I, I did the audiobook version of it from Audible, so I enjoyed listening to it. And yeah, they, I kind of hope they continue to do these for the story because I'm not likely going to pull up the website and read the story things every week, but having someone reading the story of a block to me makes it much easier to keep up with what's going on and makes some of the characters more, I'm not going to say that. You get a deep dive in all the characters, but it is nice to know more about, at least a little bit about each of the Planeswalkers and what they're up to, along with some other characters thrown in. So that was fun. Um, I, I certainly like Angrath more now that I know more about Angrath, and that was funny. And I also just, in general, appreciate the depth that they went through to tell a story with so many characters that was actually pretty satisfying. So Cool. Nice. Um, take it away, Chewy. 
Are that, we, wait, are we still ignoring? Just, <laughs> that's some commitment to that right there. I, mean, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. It was that. important. I had to keep the brick joke going. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I like that. Uh, anyway, hey, uh, if you want to hear more from me, if you don't want to ignore me completely, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Lacluse, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Also, we have show notes. Uh, I don't think I have anything else interesting. Uh, oh, uh, a lot of folks, semester is ending. So a lot of you, you college folks. Uh, so congratulations. You made it. You survived. You can, you can do this. I have confidence that you will forget everything we taught you during the summer and we'll just have to start over in the fall. So way to go. Way to go. Take it away, Chewy. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, Squee, there's a, there's a question for you in the chat. Oh, well, then, yeah, I'll just answer it out loud then. So the question was, um, um, can you jump right into the story without knowing anything else about the backstory? Um, so they do a good enough job of telling you what's been going on in recent blocks. Like, there are going to be a ton of allusions to things you don't know about, but every time a new planeswalker or someone shows up, you get, like, a very brief one or two sentence background of who they are based on what the current point of view character knows about them. And so, like, yeah, you can totally pick it up and go with it. Like, when Liliana pops up, it's like, and then, you know, she had contracts with these four demons, and she thought they'd taken care of it as a team, but it turns out didn't work out, and now she has to work for Bolas, and life sucks. And it's just, like, you don't get the details, you don't get a list of all the demons and all the planes or whatever, but, like, you get enough to go by. You could totally just hop in and enjoy it. Um, it's just, it's beneficial if you know more about the characters, because it's not going to break into it. Like, I don't know the details of what Jason Brosco went through on Ixalan, but you don't have to. You just have to know that they did. Like, really, if you come into this blind, all you really know is that Jace hates himself and keeps hooking up with, you know, planeswalkers that have black mana. Um, and you're like, cool, got it. I'm caught up now. Um, and you can just keep rolling with that. Um, uh, but it's neat. I, I have a question Yeah. about the book. Did they tell you that Niv-Mizzet was dead before he came back? Yes. <laughs> Unlike the cards. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, in fact, at the beginning of the story, um, you find out pretty quickly just how badly things went um, leading up to Nicol Bolas's invasion. Because pretty much everyone in Ravnica um, hates Jace because he didn't do his job. And because this happened on what was supposed to be his watch, um, including Jace, hates himself for being bad at this too. And it's brought up on several occasions exactly how the guild pact fell apart and how um, Niv-Mizzet had all of these like plans to try to get the guild pact back together and how Vraska completely screwed that up and how everyone got played all the way through. Like, I mean, if you have seen the set, you know what's going to happen story-wise, but there's still plenty to enjoy from just getting all the pieces put together. But yes, like, it's very clear that everyone knows, and then the Firemind had this cool plan, and then he couldn't get all the guilds together, and it didn't work, and then he went and tried to fight anyway, and then he died, and that sucks, and now we move on. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of that. Like, you get a lot of backstory and all that. It's also just fun to have characters casually just show up, and you're like, oh, hey, I know who that is. Um, neat. Little moments here and there. But yeah, like it, it gives you all the information that you need. Um, there's it hooks you on enough other things, but it gives you all that you really need to know. All right, cool. That is good to know. 
Uh, also, we didn't mention it in the news portion, but apparently War of the Sparks novel hit the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, that's true. It did. Oh, yeah. nice. So that's yeah, like, a thing. It's not the greatest novel ever, but I'm pretty sure it also had the task of resolve all of these complicated plot things that are going on in a satisfying manner while also having like 40 characters. And for that, it was incredibly well handled. So I liked it. Yeah. All right, then. So is that me? That's you. Yep. Yes. Uh, what, Pinball Witch said that the War of the Spark novel just needed to be better than the Quest for Karn. I took a dump earlier that was better than the Quest for Karn, <laughs> all right? It needed to be way more than just better than the Quest for Karn. <laughs> yeah, How do you like, really feel, Chewie? Like, this Chipotle receipt from... Wow, like a month and a half. Why is that sitting on my desk? Uh, it's better Just than in case you need Karn. a reference to <laughs> weigh the quest for Karn against. Um, I mean, like, I'll tell you, Karn's in the book. It's fun <laughs> to have Karn around. So I, I was pretty happy with my Karn quantity from this book. Um, <laughs> yeah, this Chipotle receipt from Chipotle. Yeah, it's from like a month and a half ago. It's from, uh, mm. what's today? Today's May 6th. It's from March 24th. I don't know why. And it's sitting on top. Like, I didn't have to dig it out from under anything. That's dis- disconcerting. Anyway. I mean, yeah, like, to answer the question, like, what about the Karn quality? Um, I'll tell you there's one point where Ral Zarek is really proud of this cool artifact thing that he has going on. And then Karn picks it up and then immediately copies it, like, 50 times and hands it back to him. And Ral Zarek's like, ah. <laughs> so that made me happy. Nice. Uh, so, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at the Mana Pool, uh, where I—that's where I'll do all my tweetings. Uh, you can join the Mana Pool Discord server. You should hang out there. We have a lot of fun there. And uh, what have I been doing lately? So, over the last three days, I've been playing. The last three days, four days, two days, whenever it was, I played through. The second quest of the Legend of Zelda. The original Legend of Zelda, the first one, has a second quest. Uh, it um, amazed me how many people com. didn't seem to know this. But it does. And it's... Uh, it was it was, was sort of like New Game Plus, which... The original Mario uh, Super Mario Brothers had this as well. Did you know this? If you beat... Uh, Super Mario Brothers, and you you start up again uh, immediately afterwards. Then all of the Goombas are turned into Buzzy Beetles instead of Goombas. Hmm. And oh yeah. I think certain things move faster, or something like that. Like there, there's a new game plus in the original Super Mario Brothers, and there's a new game plus in Legend of Zelda. If you beat it once, or if you enter Zelda as your uh, profile name, then you'll go to the second quest, which is way harder. Yeah. I beat the first quest in one stream. Granted, I know the first quest pretty well. Uh, the second quest, I didn't remember much about at all. <laughs> it's a lot less intuitive. It is a lot less intuitive. Uh, and it, it introduces the red bubbles and the blue bubbles. Ugh. Yeah, it introduces walls you can walk through instead of bomb. Just walk through a wall. And it introduces, uh, there's another thing. 
the red bubbles, the walls you can walk through. All of the dungeons are new and different. And uh, the locations are different on the overworld. Which Did is the, weird. Like, first quest never had the um, the mugger, right? The mugger? Like, the, the old man who was like, nah. Oh, the your here. money or your life guy? No. Yeah. Yeah, That's that was the other new thing. Thank you, Squeak. Yeah. Uh, I don't I think met, there's any way in first quest to lose heart containers. Yeah, I met three. Unless you just don't pick one up, you take the red potion. Yeah, yeah. I think is your only... Uh, Which is on you loss. for being yeah. a monster. But a yeah. stupid, stupid monster. In the second quest, I ran into three old men in dungeons who were like, you can't leave unless you give me 50 rupees or one of your heart containers. Messed Two up. of them were in the same dungeon! So... <laughs> and the first one shows up right after you've probably spent 100 rupees upping your bomb capacity. So you know he was planning on it. Yeah. So it's it's way harder. It took me three streams. As opposed to the one stream for the first quest. And I'll be editing that up slowly and putting it up on YouTube um, in the near future. Uh, look. Are you going to cut out a lot of the looking for next dungeon parts? Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of... Because like, they're not in obvious places in second quest. Yeah, let's see. I did... A, it's like 10 or 12 hours of streams total. So yeah, it's it's going to get cut down. Yeah. Especially like, searching for level 4. That'll get cut out almost completely. So much of second quest is push every rock, blow up every rock, set fire to every rock, and then at the end of the day, try to charm every rock and hope it moves. Because like... <laughs> It, it's not like you walk into a big area with a boulder and there's probably a hidden door in it. No, it's going to be the fourth bush on the left that you have to actually convince a fairy to fix for you or something like it's stupid. <laughs> um, it's not intuitive at all. This was the artificial way of lengthening the lifespan of a game. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it was fun except for a few moments of just, I don't know where to go. Uh... You spent a lot more time having to farm bombs in that. Yeah, I had to wander around and find rupees and bombs several times. But uh, you're at a special point where you're willing to spend rupees to buy bombs, which I did several times. Yeah, yeah. It's it. It was fun though. It was very challenging, and it's not like a randomizer where all of the overworld locations are the same. Just what's in them is different. No, no, no. They're yeah. all new overworld locations. In the first quest, you had to blow the whistle to make a hidden staircase appear once. And it was obvious, yeah. you know, once you know that's the thing you have to look for. In Second Quest, there were, like, seven spots to blow the whistle and get a, a staircase to appear? What? <laughs> you pretty much look for areas that don't have doors and hope for the best, because there's probably something there. But whether it's blow the whistle or blow everything up or burn everything or what, you don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So don't play it, just watch Chewie play it. And then maybe play it. If you yeah, want. play the first quest totally, for sure. No yeah, question. the first the second quest, man, I did it without a guide, which is a thing. People kept popping up in the chat and going, Chewie, you're playing with a map, right? I'm like, no. And they're like, no. He, he okay, bye, Chewie. Like, he was doing it old school. <laughs> yeah, look, hang on. Let me show you something. I made a map of level nine. Here, let me see if you guys can see this. Check it out. That is my... Okay, it's not going to focus real well, but that we, is my we map. We can see the blocks. I made a homemade map of level 9. 
Like that's kind of the graph paper approach is what you had to Isn't do for a lot of old games. Like I don't think I've ever seen a copy of Mist that doesn't have a heavily filled out back <laughs> of the manual if it still has a manual at all. Like uh, you just kind of had to. My old man used to play Legend of Zelda all the time, right? He still has uh we found it uh a year or so ago in uh a, a cabinet in the living room. There's an an old notebook with his original map of the first quest level 9. And I think mm-hmm. it's got the second quest level nine in it as well. <laughs> so yeah, we're old school here. Yeah. But anyway. So if you feel like this kind of meandering about nonsense, you should stick around after we're done and give Chewy money. Yeah. So that'll be going up on YouTube in the near future. Um, I've got more Hearthstone going up on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash the mana pool, by the way. Uh, I've got more Hearthstone going up. I've got right now actually a, uh, control warrior mirror that was just awesome control warrior in hearthstone is very long and very deliberate and you mm-hmm. had the good control warrior mirror games are like they're like uh, a chess game where something you did 15 turns ago will completely bite you in the ass now and i and i love things like that and so this yeah. one is really good i've got another one that will be going up after that, that I haven't finished yet, where the chess game went so long that the board exploded, to put it in chess terms. Uh, Hearthstone has a, a turn limit, which lots of people don't know. And uh, yeah, I did a control warrior mirror that went to the turn limit. So I said hmm. go, and my opponent, I think he drew his card, and then both of our portraits exploded. Huh. Yeah, he sent me a friend request uh, immediately afterwards, and chat was like, you, you should accept it. And he was, uh, I said accept and typed to him, holy crap, that was crazy. And he's like, dude, that was awesome. Why did we both lose? <laughs> I actually sent him a message uh, earlier today, because we're, we're still uh, on each other's friends list, to let him know that this I was working on this video, and it would be going up soon, so... So was your response, in war, there are no winners? Uh, no. It was just turn limit, because I was busy laughing. Uh, That's fair. (laughs) Uh, The turn limit, I don't remember. I'm actually, on this video, I'm going to have a a counter that counts turns. That makes sense. So every turn, it'll ding, and the counter will go up by one. That's what's taking so long to edit this video, because it's already a long video. And then once I hit in turn... Or it pops up your turn. I have to cycle it up by one and put a ding. So that adds a significant amount of time to the editing process. Yeah. I think I'm on turn 12. Which I'm going like in turns in magic. So one, two, three, four, five, six. uh, Instead of rounds. You know, where I go once and you go once and that's wrong. But I looked it up and it's 90... Something? Turns ninety five. How large is a deck? Do what? How large are decks? Thirty. Okay. But we were both playing uh, Archivist Eliciana, who puts ten cards back in your right, deck. Right. Yeah. And then we we both bounced her, so we could cast her again when we ran out of cards. Sure. So yeah, the game so didn't. Essentially, end. the game said, "I'm going to need you to make a play," 
and your play wasn't great enough, so it killed you. It pretty much, yeah. It's it's it doesn't happen very often. Like look at I how big played... Clue smiled when I said that. He's like, oh, if only judges could. Yeah. Right? But I've played a crap load of Control Warrior Mirrors. This is literally the only time I've ever hit the turn limit. So that's totally going up on YouTube just as a record, for God's sake, because it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's... And also, Smash Brothers Ultimate, the World of Light mode, is uh, slowly going up on YouTube as well. Um, I've only got one stream that I haven't touched that needs to be chopped up and put up on YouTube, so I'm going to have to stream that again soon. Like, right. very soon. Because I love that game. And I had to stop in the middle of a dungeon because my internet was crapping out, and that sucks. And it mm-hmm. pisses me off that I haven't been back in to finish that dungeon. So yeah, we're chat, we're, we're doing that soon. You with me, chat? I'm watching you, chat. Anyway. Because you're watching him. That's how yeah. it works. Also over on YouTube, I had two uh, Play Gank videos go up. And I've got several failed attempts with the Necroa virus that I need to see if I can edit those into a watchable video. But I don't know. But as it is now, I've got a Parasite and a Prion video that went up. And sure. if you don't know Play Gank, you should watch them because Play Gank is a lot of fun. I don't know why it's so much fun. You're not really... There's nothing to see on the screen that's that's that much fun, but I love it. And I love editing it. I love playing it. I even love watching other people play it. I don't understand how that works, but it does. So <laughs> give it a shot. You might like it too. Oh, why? So uh, let's wrap this up, damn it. So if uh, you want to help support what I do, I've got one YouTube video that goes up every day minimum. I've got streams, both podcasts, Monday Night Magic and The Mana Pool, get streamed here on Twitch. And I do usually three other streams over the course of the week, too. That's five, right? Yeah. Adds up. It's a work week. Yeah. So I do all of that myself. It's it's a one-man show uh, as far as all the production is concerned. So if you want to... Allow me, help me be able to keep bringing you this stupid amount of content. Then the most direct way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash the mana pool and become a lifeguard where lifeguards get perks. You can get mana pool episodes and YouTube videos early. That's the uncommon lifeguards. Hiccups are free of charge. Rule one. Those are common. There are like 11 hiccups in every pack. It's true. Did you know you can actually get three farts in one pack? I mean, are farts mythic? Anyway, (laughs) Uh, the rare lifeguards get the early access and the odds and ends, which is all the stuff recorded before and after both Monday Night Magic and the Mana Pool. It's behind the scenes nonsense, and it's us talking about nerdy stuff. For instance, after this episode's odds and ends, which is what six fifty two. We will be going heavy into Avengers Endgame spoilers because I haven't had a chance to actually talk about it with anybody. And I saw it opening night. So, like, I'm twitching. And since Clues has finally seen it, yeah, we're gonna... We're gonna jump into it. So that'll be the post-show odds and ends. It won't go up for a while. But still gonna issue a spoiler warning at the beginning of that. Yep. Um... And the Mythic Lifeguards get the odds and ends, which is the behind-the-scenes stuff, the early access to podcasts and YouTube videos, and 
And the sponsorship shout-out on both podcasts and on the end screen for all of the YouTube videos each month. So, I would like to thank our mythic lifeguards, Kim Ho, Al, Lance Delicious, Team You, Hellas Haru. I wonder if he'd notice if I just start saying Bonsai Tree instead. That's his handle. Uh, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey, uh, Fayan Says, Danny Liao, Jason Doan, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansons, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, Brian DeLucci, Stark Maximum, that's his name, Keith Moody, John Parker, Aleph Cat, Dan Holm, Bartle, Mike Millerburned, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. For real this time. Not for play play. For real though. Yeah. And with that, we will finally be done with this short episode of Monday Night Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you notice how when we have shorter show notes, we just talk longer? Uh, like when we have a giant list, we're like, no, we gotta keep moving, we gotta keep moving. I mean, we don't, but we feel like we should. Yeah. Well, we also had new standards, so that's gonna take that's longer. That's true. This is actually pretty short by comparison to a lot of new standard episodes. Yeah. So. Uh, so with that, we will be done with Monday Night Magic number 652. Uh, thank you all so very much for joining us. And uh, go play some magic.